And that lets you save the look here. True form life. Green look on Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of our True Form Life community. To your downloads, shares, comments, everything that you do to contribute to the show, we certainly wouldn't be here without you. Now, those of our regular listeners know who Dorothy Keith is. We're bringing her back. And uh, we're going to be talking about healthy baking. If you're not quite sure who Dorothy is, she has done all kinds of things. She started out from the very beginning where many of our customers and clients started out with and kind of yo-yo dieting and she's tried all kinds of different things before she looked at fitness, nutrition in more of a sustainable manner and a lifestyle approach the way we teach. And she's now done fitness competitions, she's done triathlons, half marathons, you name it. She's always finding different ways to motivate herself and our, our customers and clients as well. So Dorothy's doing coaching and she works with us in our inside of our monthly membership group. So again, we're going to be talking about healthy baking and the benefits of putting together proper meals with clean ingredients, proper baking with clean ingredients. So sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up on... This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host... Drew Tadia. All right, let's get this show rocking. Thanks so much for being here, Dorothy. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. This is like my baby. We're talking about healthy baking. I'm just so excited to get in there and teach you guys some things about it. This is your thing. Uh, sometimes I feel like you're a bit magical when it Ooh, comes. Oh, I like, I like that. I'm magical. When it comes to healthy baking, you rarely deal with baking that doesn't turn out isn't that correct i don't i really can't explain how that happens it just kind of happens it's a gift i guess so (laughs) well that's why i asked dorothy to come on to talk about this topic because i understand that many times we go to look at healthy baking and unfortunately it just doesn't turn out so we try once or twice and it doesn't turn out and then we kind of give up Yeah, I know so many people um, that I've talked to that have said that, you know, I've tried to do healthy baking, but it doesn't turn out or it goes bad or, you know, all of these things. So that's why I'm here today. I'm here today to help out. (laughs) Well, I think that has a lot to do with success and failure in life in general. Sometimes we fail and then we just give up. And unfortunately, when it comes to baking, many times we could look at conventional baking, follow your regular white flour, refined sugar recipes that turn out easier. But I think it's only easier because we're used to cooking like that all the time or baking like that. Absolutely. That's a great point, Drew. And I think another thing to mention about transitioning to healthy baking, another point uh, that I'd like to address is having the patience. It is going to take some time. You're going to have to, you know, go through a couple of failures probably before you master it. But that, like you said, that's life. It's just about life and failure <laughs> and successes all come together. That's right. And the same thing with baking. Yay. Yeah, there is lots of successes, but there is some failures. And again, that key, that key thing being the patience to keep going forward. 
Because it's not going to, you're going to run into a, a time in your life where you just get better at it. I'm not talking about like one moment. I just mean you'll slowly get better at it if you can continue to try them and you'll get to know how to use the ingredients and how to substitute properly. And that's a lot of what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, it's a, it's a hands-on experience. You got to get in there, got to get in the kitchen, you got to get dirty and messy and, and do it to, to get better at it. Right, and you have to guess and test to see what works for you and what recipes work best for the way that you put you, put together your, your products. Absolutely. Totally. <laughs> Let's get rocking. <laughs> I thought we were rocking. <gasps> okay, this is the intro to the rocking. <gasps> All right, so we're going to talk about a few main ingredients. One of the major ones is sugar. And it seems like sugar is a substitute. Like we want to take out sugar from baking. Sugar is in everything. And we can go as far as to say I would call sugar a drug. It's highly addictive. It's detrimental to our health. It's in everything. So to me, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to put it in more things like baking, for example. That's right, Drew. It is. It is in everything. And it can be avoided in baking, but it, we're just so used to using white refined sugar for our baking that it's hard to think of it any other way. And again, like we talked about earlier, like that, that failure, that fear of failure. Well, if I try something else, what if it doesn't turn out? What if it doesn't turn out? You try again, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the, I mean, that's the whole point of you trying things, experimenting, seeing what works. What are some of the things that we can do around sugar to make our baking a healthier option? There's a couple of options, really great options actually. Going from refined sugar, the end goal is to get to using honey or maple syrup. Those are my top go-to healthier substitutes for for sugar. There's also, you know, a little transition period you can do in between from moving totally from white refined sugar to honey or or maple syrup can be quite huge. So if you'd like to kind of ease that transition a little bit, you can look for healthier options of sugar, such as a coconut sugar, for example, or a palm sugar, like something kind of in between, you know, it's not, not the most unhealthiest sugar, but it still is sugar. All right. So if we're going to put in, let's say, um, coconut sugar instead of white refined sugar, how would that work? In that case, because the the substance, you know, it's both dry. So, you know, the re- white refined sugar is dry. The coconut sugar is a dry ingredient as well. You could just do a, a one-for-one conversion there. Some of us that aren't expert bakers, one-for-one means... <laughs> If the recipe called for one cup of of white refined sugar, you could put in one cup of your coconut sugar, your raw sugar. So would you put in half of white refined sugar and half of what they ask for of the coconut or like a healthier sugar, like coconut, raw coconut sugar, for example, or would you just go completely replace the white sugar? If you're starting out, I would, I would suggest just going to straight Oh, sorry. I'm just processing your question now. I was a little delayed there. (laughs) What you were getting at, Drew, was if it called for one cup of refined sugar, could you put a half a cup of refined sugar and a half a cup of coconut sugar? Yeah, that's right. Ah, the wheels are turning now. (laughs) Sorry about that. But yes, that's, that's an excellent transition step as well, for sure. Now, when we look at sugar, why do you choose these two options? You said honey and maple syrup. Mm -hmm. Why did you choose those two options? Because they're the best, that's why. <laughs> they turn out the best in baking. The they're they have um, like the taste, as in the sweetness. I find it's it's quite similar. 
And they're a healthier option. Mm-hmm. They're a healthier option, of course. Yes. Okay. So when we're looking at, when we're moving into our transition phase, we have honey or maple syrup, but the recipe calls for white refined sugar. How are we going to substitute this? Is this cup one for one again? No. This is different. (laughs) So that's why I always suggest to maybe try that transition period because then when you get into the liquid sweeteners, such as the honey and the maple syrup, it is a little bit trickier. So um, for a one cup of refined sugar in a recipe, you're going to want to make that half usually. So a half a cup of honey or a half a cup of maple syrup. If it says one cup of sugar. Right. Okay, so that's how we can understand. I think that question comes up quite a bit when we're talking about healthy baking. Is it just one for one? I think people ask that all the time. All the time, yeah. So so if if they ask for white refined sugar, which probably just says sugar in most Mm -hmm. cookbooks. Of course it would, yeah, it would just say sugar. And then we, so if we want to substitute for a healthier option, we would put half of that amount of honey or maple syrup. Yes, correct. Perfect. We've got expert baker on our hands here. I think I'm ready. (laughs) Get me in the kitchen. Oh, I've seen how your muffins turn out, Drew. <laughs> okay, so we went, went through sugar. The next one is oil or butter. Now, these are we want to make some healthy substitutes around this as well? Yes. What substitutes can we make around oil and butter? The best one for oil and butter, the best substitute is to use applesauce. Now, you want to look for something, an applesauce, preferably that's organic because... Um, A lot of times, I mean, we could get into great detail about why, but a lot of times, you know, the apples are sprayed, right, with pesticides and things. So you want to look for the organic applesauce in unsweetened because you're trying to take the sugar out of your baking. If you get sweetened applesauce, you're just putting it back in. (laughs) Kind of feeding the purpose of using a healthier (laughs) option. Yes. So, and then the other thing is, is reading the ingredients on these apple type of products. Yeah, it, it, it's, it is, it does get kind of crazy with reading ingredients, but it should say apples. (laughs) You know, even with, you know, one of the labels I read, it was organic applesauce, but it had some other citric acid or something like this in it. And I was like, what the heck is that in there for? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just a preservative. But I mean, these are toxins we don't need to be putting in our body. Mm -hmm. They just keep the product shelf stable for longer. Yes. And if you do buy a nice applesauce, just be mindful that it is going to be a little bit more expensive than a conventional applesauce. But, and you'll want, if you're not baking with with it consistently, you'll probably want to to put it in the freezer so it doesn't go bad. Right, because it because the cleaner products don't have those preservatives in them, which means they'll go bad quicker. So we need to use them or freeze them. Exactly. So if you just pop the applesauce back in your fridge, come back a month later and want to do another batch of muffins or cookies, it's probably going to be green and funky, <laughs> hairy. <laughs> Little fuzz on top. Yeah, so just pop that into the freezer and when you're ready to bake again, take it out. Okay, tell me more about oil and butter and this this substitute. So, in, in conventional type of recipes, what does it usually say when it when it talks about these oils? Does it say butter? It would usually say butter, or I don't know what kind of oils, but like a conventional vegetable oil, most often is what you would see. Yeah. Okay, and now we're looking to substitute with applesauce. Right, applesauce. <laughs> you All went right. blank there. <laughs> So if it's not applesauce, is there anything else we can substitute with? You could go for like a mashed banana or... Oh, that's a good one. That, that's yeah. something that I thought about. Mm-hmm. Is that something that... Because I've heard about that used before. Or maybe you've used that before. 
I generally stick with my applesauce because that's what turns out the best for me. <laughs> but you could absolutely, if you have like a nice brown banana on the counter, you could mash that up in, in t- to substitute for your oil. So as we talked about with the sugars, you recommend sticking with honey, for example, or sticking with maple syrup. So it's going to turn out more consistently. I guess there's more, there's less variables if you change one thing. Mm-hmm. So would you recommend that same thing with, with applesauce, for example, instead of trying a bunch of different oils, maybe healthier oils, stick with applesauce for now until you get past the transition phase <laughs> and get better at healthy, healthy baking? So we don't have to try a bunch of different things and then they may not turn out. I really think that's the way to go is pick one ingredient and stick with it to get comfortable. Not only because, you know, of of the cost of buying a variety of different ingredients or a different bunch of substitutes, but also to get familiar with it and to get used to what you're doing. So next is flowers. This Mm. is a big one because there's so many different flowers on the market. I think anyone that's tried gluten-free baking or even tried to substitute with healthier flowers, they've run into some struggles with this. It, it is by far the toughest one is the flour. You know, quite easily the, the oil, the butter changes with applesauce. And again, the, the sugar for the maple syrup, honey, it's, it's not as difficult as the flour. Um, and I think why that is, is because we want that fluffy, like moist, piece of piece of pastry or muffin or whatever it is piece of pastry piece of pastry (laughs) so that's you know we want that comfort feeling and unfortunately gluten-free bake sorry gluten-free flour is is tough tough to work with so a nice again and with the sugars we talked about a transition period so i would transition from a white processed refined flour to something that's whole wheat for example get used to using a whole wheat flour first because you can just substitute the whole wheat flour one for one again so if it says two cups of flour you can put in two cups of whole wheat flour now what about going for like half a cup of white flour to and then a half a cup of of a healthier option. Oh, you just you just like these little half and halfers, don't you, Drew? <laughs> you did it with the sugar too. <laughs> I like baby steps. Yeah. Baby steps are sustainable. Yes, that that is a nice baby step. It would be. <laughs> it would totally work. So if it said two cups of flour, you could put one cup of white flour, one cup of whole wheat flour. Totally would work. Nice thinking. Like where your mind's at, there, Drew. <laughs> I've been around before. <laughs> He, know, first he knows some stuff. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a short commercial break, but when we come back, I kind of feel like this is the one you've been waiting for. We're going to be talking about how to substitute for flour. So stick around. We'll be right back on Exploring Mind and Body. Sometimes a show once a week or even twice a week just isn't enough. So if you want more content, if you want to know more about what we're doing at True Form Life, you can find us on Facebook. We're on there posting at least twice a day in the morning and the evening. That's at facebook.com slash trueformlife. Or on Instagram, that's kind of my favorite platform. I like to post my food pictures and some of the activities that I do, maybe hiking or whatever that may be. And that's just at Drew Tadia on Instagram and then Twitter as well. That's at True Form Life. So we're highly active. We'd love to connect with you. So find us on your social media platform and let us know how you're enjoying our show. 
I'm hearing more and more people wanting to bake gluten-free. So let's talk about that for a little bit. Let's do it. <laughs> what kind of tips you got? What kind of gluten-free tips do you have? Well, I've tried pretty much every gluten-free flour there is. And I have struggled to make gluten-free flour work. Now, there is one, the, our Complete Truth Protein, that fail-proof. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> and uh, I just, I lo- that is what I suggest. Why does it work out so well? I believe it's because the the two ingredients, the quinoa and the hemp seeds, so the hemp seeds are, are moist. So I think that's what keeps the baking having that moist, fluffy feeling. Do you think that Complete Truth Protein has a lot to do with your success? Maybe that's your magic secret. Maybe it is. I <laughs> didn't even think about that. Well, you just shared your secret with everyone. You're in trouble now. <laughs> All right, so Complete Truth Protein, you using a different flour. So those of you that may not have heard about Complete Truth Protein, we designed that for a protein supplement, to be honest with you. So I was started out in the fitness world, and people were asking me what types of products to use. And I couldn't, There was it was so difficult re- recommending. Now, this was a number of years ago, so keep that in mind. But there are better products on the market now, but there's, I still believe there's a void in good quality protein supplements, especially whole food. So Complete Truth protein is made with quinoa and hemp seeds just like Dorothy was saying and when we initially designed this this was for protein powder not for baking it was only until our clients our customers started to use it for baking because it's a gluten-free product and it started to turn out and they would tell us like hey you guys got to try this it's it's a fantastic gluten-free flour so it's kind of crazy now that it was it was almost discovered well it was really discovered by our customers mm-hmm. and now it's we market it that way because it just works and I think we know we talked earlier about how frustrating it can be to try to bake gluten-free or or try to bake healthy and and struggle to find the proper ingredients that actually work and turn out it's so easy to just give up and be like well this doesn't work i'm not going to try it anymore so if you have a better quality flour or if you try a product like complete truth protein that's going to give you a better option or a better opportunity for this to turn out so if you're interested, head over to completetruthprotein.com for more details. And we talk about it often because we, we highly recommend it as a main supplement for our diets. And it's just going to give you the most bang for your buck. And we're putting all of this effort into the healthy baking. So it's going to be the most nutrient-dense flour out there. I can guarantee it. And what, so if, if we don't have complete truth, what other kind of options do we have out there? Like what have you tried before that, that works sometimes or that works or doesn't really work? One that does work quite well is a quinoa flour. And now I just grind up my own quinoa grains. So if you have a nice high speed blender, you can make your own, just throw in the quinoa and blast away. And then you have quinoa flour. Done the same thing with oats before, have you? Oats, oat flour works nice as well. It must be the the binding or the consistency of the oats that works nice. Almond flour I've tried. It's nice, it, quite moist though because of the the healthy fats in the almonds. But those are all ones that work quite nice, but not as nice <laughs> as complete truth. What doesn't work? <laughs> what are some flours Ooh, that are like? Don't try it. Don't tries. Rice flour, have not had success with rice flour. It's just rock hard. (laughs) Um, What else? Coconut flour, Mm, not my favorite. Hasn't turned out well. And there is one more. Oh, bean flours. Like uh, chickpea. Chickpea flour. Those, the, the taste. Like, 
I cannot get the taste of chickpea flour out of my mouth. <laughs> it is like, oh. <laughs> we, we should mention that maybe some of our listeners have had success. If you of guys, course, I'm sure some people have. Myself, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you guys, if you guys have had success, let us know. That you could send us a tweet at True Form Life on Twitter, or you could leave a comment on ExploringMindAndBody.com on this post. We'd love to hear about some success stories you've found, but. I think it's good to know some of the flowers that you've struggled with, Dorothy. So if there is some of our listeners trying to transition, then we know just stay away from those to begin with and use some of those easier flowers that you've found success with. Yeah, we want you guys to be successful when you're, when you're starting out. So these are, that's why we were suggesting what we are, just because you will find success with those products. What about storing these products, Dorothy? I think sometimes we run into the issue of these products going bad because they don't have any type of preservatives or toxic types of ingredients. What would you say or how do we store good, clean baking? That's a great question, Drew, and it does come up quite often, actually. People will say, you know, I made this great batch of healthy muffins, but then they went bad. And it's because what Drew was saying about no preservatives. So oftentimes our baking, our conventional baking is stored on the counter. Our cookies, our muffins are just stored on the counter. Or in the pantry. Or in the pantry, yep. But with these healthy options, there's nothing in them that will preserve them that will keep them from going bad. So we got to put them in the fridge. So if you're looking at consuming them within the week, the fridge is okay. But if it's longer than, you know, five to seven days, throw them in the freezer. Oh, so you freeze them. Freeze so them. Then yeah. what, pull them out in the morning or what do you do? Well, what I'm saying is when you're ready to have them, pull them out. Say you make a batch of 12 muffins. That week, keep six for yourself if you're going to have one one a week or one a day, one a week, and then throw the other six in the freezer for the next week. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like I've seen this thing on social media going around. They put like a McDonald's burger and fries on the counter, and it doesn't like, it doesn't go bad ever. Doesn't change its form. Probably doesn't. I don't know if anyone tasted it, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Maybe it doesn't taste different, but it looks exactly the same. Like a month and a half later. But then, of course, if you put like a fresh vegetable or you put something clean and healthy next to it or left on the counter, it goes bad in a short time. And the and the thing with our healthy baby is it's food like <laughs> you know what i mean it's true healthy food so that is why it does go bad what about chocolate chips is something that i've seen you substitute before what if we're looking for something another additive other than like honey as a sweetener so we have chocolate chips for example what do you do in that case there's a couple of things you can do. Again, I want to talk about a transition period because I think it's important to take those baby steps. So if you're looking at, you know, a conventional chocolate chip, if you look at the ingredients, I guarantee you there's probably about 10 in there in a conventional chocolate chip and lots of them. Um, like soy, for example, lots of those ones that we want to stay away from, GMOs, things like that. There are cleaner chocolate chips. One of the brands that um, we use sometimes is Enjoy Life brand. So they have two ingredients. That's it in their chocolate chips. So you could look to a cleaner chocolate chip like that. You, there's also a couple other options. You can look at cacao nibs. So cacao nibs are the cacao bean just chopped up into little nibs so you they're crunchy they're chocolatey so you can look at throwing some of those in you can also look at making your own raw chocolate that would be like the a big step but you could look at making your own raw chocolate to throw in to your baking 
All right, so those cacao nibs, we should explain that those are bitter. They don't taste exactly like chocolate chips. Mm. So there are crunchy and there are chocolate, but it's a dark chocolate. But it is a nice, nice change. It's a nice additive, and it's healthy. And the other thing I want to mention is that these, they cost a bit more. So just understand mm-hmm. that when you're going to the grocery store, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not buying that. But it, but it's just this, it's the same as like your cheapest, most refined sugar, white flour, these low quality types of products, they're going to be the cheapest around. Mm-hmm. So if you want better quality products, you're going to have to pay more for them. That's a great point, Drew. And another thing I thought about with the chocolate chips was to reduce the amount. You could start there. So if the recipe called for one cup of chocolate chips, put half a cup. So slowly reducing the amount of of chocolate chips as well, because some of the substitutes aren't going to be those creamy, you know, (laughs) chocolatey chips. Maybe you could put half the conventional chocolate chips and half the good quality chocolate chips. Oh, my Uh, goodness. Here here he goes again. (laughs) He's loving that half and halfer. (laughs) All right. So we got a healthy baking workshop coming up. What do we got? Why don't you tell us about that? Sure. I'd love to. I'm so excited so excited about this workshop. So we're actually going to teach you how to make healthy baking. We're going to be in a facility where there is a kitchen. So you're going to be able to make your own baking as well as taste some of the baking we've made. You're going to, we're going to dive even deeper into the how to make your own baking and you're going to see it right in front of you. And, and for people that are going to be there physically, they actually get to do this themselves. That's right. So it's a bit, a bit different. I really like the hands-on aspect instead of someone standing at the front of the classroom and just saying, this is what you do, instead of saying, this is how you do it, get to work. Yeah. And you'll actually see the ingredients that we're working with as well. So we'll have the ingredients there to show you. And, and so it makes that a little bit easier as well. When you can see it, you can touch it, you can use it. And there's nothing like going to a workshop and getting a chance to take home some healthy baking. That's right. You will have a chance to take home make and take. (laughs) Make and take. Nice. (laughs) So within this workshop, we're going to be going over all of these tips that Dorothy's been talking about. So we'll talk about substituting your refined sugar, show you how to do it. Mm -hmm. We'll substitute that oil and, and actually show you how important it is or how easy it is to change or to substitute applesauce, for example. And then we're going to be having options for different flowers as well. Is that true? That is correct, Drew. Yeah, hit it bang on. That's what we're doing. <laughs> all right, so stay tuned. If you're not here physically, if you're, not, if you're listening all over the world, we have listeners from all over. Thank you so much. We are going to be working towards uh, online workshops with these as well so you can actually sit in your home and bake with us. So Dorothy is an absolute expert. She's so good at this. And as a, as a grade one teacher with your background, <laughs> you offer simple steps that anyone can follow. I guess I've never really thought of that, but I guess that's why. <laughs> yeah, simple, small, sustainable changes. And all right, Dorothy, That's what we're about. <laughs> and Dorothy, you're doing some lifestyle coaching as well. Is that right? That's correct. Tell us about what you have going on with your one-on-one coaching. With my lifestyle coaching, we do incorporate the whole idea of uh, sustainable life changes along with, you know, transitioning from conventional baking to your healthy baking along with just creating a whole lifestyle change. So you're going to help out with people being more active, meal planning, some other things like maybe creating recipes for them? 
Yeah, meal planning is big thing too. So helping you organize and have time to prep and just getting that all gelling and moving for you. Yeah, I think some people are like stressed, like completely stressed out. Like I don't know where to start. I don't know where to begin. Where do I like? How do I prepare my meals? You go to the grocery store and you get you get groceries. You get and then they go bad within a week because you don't use them. You're not sure what to do with them, and it's, so it's a waste of money. And we could find someone like you that knows what they're doing and can help people kind of transition and start living this healthy lifestyle, not worrying about wasting money, preparing meals and everything that comes along with it. That's one of the the best advantages of the coaching is that what you buy, what we plan, we plan a meal plan and what you buy, you're going to make. So I hear it all the time. I, I set out my groceries and then I have all these good intentions, but then the food goes bad because I don't know what to make. And then also you have that accountability with, with the coach. There's that accountability. There's someone going to be checking in on you. Yeah. That accountability is a, a big thing. I think so many of us could benefit. It doesn't matter what, what world you live in. If it's the business world, if it's the health world, like we could all benefit from having a, some accountability, some type of coach to help us along the way. If you want more details about that, you can head over to trueformlife.com and we'll set you up with Dorothy. Just leave a message message get in contact with us and we'll make sure we'll set you up with dorothy all right we're going to wrap it up thanks so much for being here with us dorothy i always love coming on drew thanks for having me all right so if you want more details as to what we have going on again just head over to trueformlife.com and we'll set you up we have a free 10-day fitness challenge this is going to get you going in the right direction we also have some recipes that go along with that so we send you tips brand new workouts no equipment required all along the way just want to let you know we appreciate you being a part of our true form life community with our downloads shares comments everything that you do to be a part of our community we so much appreciate we definitely wouldn't be here without you and all these past shows are going up on exploringmindandbody.com in case you miss any and want to catch up that's it that's all i got i'm out of here as always i'm your host drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world thanks for listening you've been listening to exploring mind and body with true form life's drew Tadia, fitness expert to find out more about the show drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows visit exploringmindandbody.com